1: I, like, came from a kind of family where and you wake up on a Saturday morning. If you are not cleaning the bathroom, you've got, there's nothing for you to be, like, you have to be up either cleaning the bathroom or cooking. I hated it. I actually hated getting up in the morning that early and cleaning the bathroom. So it was from then on that I was like, either I get a job or I'm going to study hard. Coming out of college with three A's, I just wasn't, there was nobody to advise me, oh, Lorraine, you can go to, like, a Red Brick University or a Russell League University or yeah. Oxbridge, there was nobody to tell me that. When people were in the library, I was selling stuff. Okay. So like, <laughs> I would go to like Costco's and go and buy mm. sweets and snacks and like stand outside the library. I remember getting a phone call and that phone call, like it was a private number, I answered it and they're like, um, hi, this is this Lorraine? I'm like, yeah, it's Lorraine. They're like, oh, this is so-and-so from the X Factor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, X, oh, who? Wow. So I said, look, I'm gonna try it. So I went out there for two months. That two months turned into almost four years. But that was one of the best times of my career, why? Yeah. Because I was out of my comfort zone. Mm. And when you're out of your comfort zone, that's when you're kind of forced to actually do more. For me, I got to a point where, look, it was now or never, mm. right? I'm gonna try and work on the side hustles and also yeah. just have time for myself.
0: Okay, so you, um, so you got MBE. What was, the, what was the MBE for? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes if you want to take off in your career your business your finances or your mindset then this podcast is for you welcome back to the takeoff experience we have a very 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 special guest in the building lorraine how are you doing today thank you thank you for having me uh, very very good to have you here i'm actually trying to i think i remember s- why i wanted you because i saw you on i think it might be in the uk black business week i wasn't there for your show but mm. i saw you on instagram i was like okay mm. it's interesting you okay. say, call yourself the chief side hustler yeah. okay cool i have to have you um on the podcast and you're going, going to ghana very soon right I am.
1: yeah i guess by the time this podcast is out i'm gonna yeah. be there so <laughs> what, what's up in Ghana what's happening there Ghana do a few different things yep. so Ghana's my hometown mm-hmm. love Ghana you know um I've got a beauty salon out in Ghana called Leona Nails it's in Laboni in a crowd anybody's out there do mm-hmm. holler at me um I also have done and started a couple of like businesses and they just basically flopped um but I also have agritech startup there as well okay. we deal in um you know trading commodities for people that want to invest in farming and yeah. um, so we do that on their behalf and you know i just help in terms of people that are in the diaspora that want to just involve get themselves involved in ghana so yeah. i act as a coach as a mentor for them as well there's a few different things that
0: i do in ghana why ghana though uh, even home. though you're in the uk Look, i know
1: ghana <laughs> is like you know a passion for me yeah i was born in the uk bred in the uk but my parents mm-hmm. um uh, from Ghana, they came over to okay. the UK they came over from to the UK like, you know, very early and mm. but they've always tried to keep me quite connected to Ghana. Okay. So um like in 2019 was the year of return for Ghana. But I always say my year of return was like twenty twelve. Okay. So I was going back those are times when I was like away from the parents, travelling by myself with my friends, mm-hmm. heading out there and yeah, that's when I started to discover, wow, wow this is actually Ghana. Like yeah. nowadays, everyone's going for the party and mm-hmm. etc. But I was going very early I on. know,
0: it feel like it's the wrong reason to go you know? there for, right? Partying. There Seriously, is that all? I
1: mean, it's like the happening. new Miami. Like yeah. literally, those days when we were going to Miami, people are now going, like, that's over now. <laughs> yeah. People are now going Ghana. <laughs> that is a place to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think DLT, they've got, uh, they've yeah, got two yeah, events. Yeah. Nigeria, Lagos, and I think Accra, Accra as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereabouts in Ghana are your family from?
1: Um, so just out of Accra mm-hmm. is a place called Abri, which okay. is also a very hot spot for a lot of people nowadays okay. as well. So that's where my parents come from. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Well, my mum comes from Abri, My dad comes from like the Kamasa area.
0: Okay. Okay. What's it What's it like in those areas? I know nothing about Ghana. So. Do you know what? Abri yeah. is
1: like, it's now becoming one of those up and coming places mm-hmm. where you've got like people that are, because it's on a mountain, like yeah. the weather is like cooler than being in Accra where okay. it's really humid abri has got like views for days. It's just like it's the place right now that people yeah. are trying to get to and buying land in the, in a, in the Bree right now. You're not gonna pay anything less than like fifty thousand dollars for a piece of land out there. Really, right now. it's like yeah, it's, it's expensive. Hotcake. It's
0: hot. Oh gosh, gosh, uh, are you trying to build? Something out there like well, that or
1: yeah, but not in that area. Why <laughs> okay. well,
0: it's too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We've got a
1: target. we just be talking about our target, twenty seven billion. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Man, man, man. And um so so obviously your parents moved here, you said. Yeah. Um and you were also born here as I well, right? Born, yeah. Yeah. What was what were you like in school? I think I watched a video and you said you were a straight A student, right? Mm-hmm. In college yeah were you was that because you love studying (laughs)
1: do you know what yeah i came from a like a single parent household Mm -hmm. um my dad was really he was involved Mm -hmm. but obviously i weren't living with him um i grew up in a council estate in Tulse hill close to brixton south london southwest yeah there you go and um i like that came from a kind of family where and you wake up on a saturday morning if you are not cleaning the bathroom you've got there's nothing for you to be like you have to be up either cleaning the bathroom or cooking right okay and because like that was my chore so at nine o'clock if you're still in bed there's no reason for you to still be in bed at 9 a.m or 8 a.m in the morning and you know what i was actually so like i hated it i actually hated getting up in the morning that early and cleaning the bathroom so it was from then on that i was like either i get a job i'm gonna study hard Okay. Just because if I'm studying, my mum ain't gonna force me to clean the bathroom. Okay. So that's where I guess I started to get like more like I just don't I just did want to clean. That was just yeah. me. But um eventually I just got into it and um started studying. But I came from a family that was also very much like my mum always wanted it was education like mm-hmm. they place an importance on it and as a Ghanaian yeah. I'm sure the same from Nigerians yeah they even want you to be a lawyer doctor yeah or engineer yeah you know and you're kind of like coerced into those spaces mm-hmm. so yeah that's
0: mad that's mad it's it's crazy that you're talking about upbringing it gives me a bit of reflection mm-hmm. on my upbringing um so I, I know you said that you didn't like that but do you re- reflecting back on it looking back on it do you think that was kind of useful for it was you necessary to, yeah it
1: was necessary as a old as a woman now like you need to have those core skills like okay we're not going to get deep into the whole kind of equality or feminist or whatever yeah. but as a woman to take care of your household it's a it feels it's pride yeah. like you know as a woman you feel good when you can take care of your house yeah and to be able to cook as well, as <laughs> a bonus, you know. But at a young age, yeah. at like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, yeah. you don't care about those yeah. things. Your mom's forcing you in the kitchen. Your mom's forcing you to the bathroom to own and clean. But you don't realize those things until later on. Yeah. How value how valuable they are.
0: Yeah. Mad, mad, mad. And wh- when was your first job? When did you get your first job? Do you 16. remember? Sixteen. What Sixteen. What was it?
1: Sixteen. I worked for Mothercare.
0: Mothercare. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember
1: Mothercare? Yeah, I remember it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember even Woolworths.
1: Woolworths yeah. oh my gosh yeah. yeah Woolworths Now I remember like being dragged down Clapham High Street in South London by my mum with my CV and she took me from shop to shop to shop to shop she said girl if you ain't gonna be cleaning at home <laughs> you need to be doing <laughs> some kind of job so she literally took me That's by the arm and like dragged me down and then yeah handed my CV in like, that mother care and they called me back and I got a job and yeah, I managed actually get to, like, supervise at the age of, like, 17. Wow. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. How
0: long were you working in there at Mothercare for? I did
1: Mothercare for two years before yeah. um went off to uni and then okay. started working for H&M.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you just did retail for a bit. I remember yeah. I did retail. I did Primark. I did okay. shoe. I did a toy shop. Yeah, I'm a hustler, why, too. Why
1: was Primark? Why are the lions, like, what happened? Did they not have enough people on the, on the queues? Have Pri- like, you seen how the, big like, Primark is? Sorry tours.
0: about that. <laughs> That's mum. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to um primark is massive that's mm. the thing right like and they were work...
1: high enough people for the tills. why is it always a big line <laughs> i don't understand
0: you know what i don't know i never know <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that but i think the job wasn't great is mm. the truth um you literally I, I could tell you a day like it, it will close late like 10 yeah. you'll be maybe folding up clothes like 10 minutes before 10 somebody just comment Rough it up. It up. <laughs> yeah it's very very frustrating yeah, clothes yeah. area people didn't respect it because yeah. i think because the clothes were cheap mm. so people just didn't respect it whereas if you go to selfridge people don't even yeah they it wouldn't, wouldn't even, even touch it if they can't yeah, afford yeah, it right so yeah. i think primark it just had a, a huge churn yeah. mm. i mean i lasted probably a couple months oh for real yeah, yeah i wasn't okay, yeah i, did like okay. no, I okay. didn't like it no i didn't like i couldn't do it so yeah. no, retail nah. is tough. it is but tough
1: it gives you it, it literally it gives you that that foundation you need to go on
0: exactly yeah, yeah yeah so yeah you know I got the customer service skills That's I got it. the sales skills That's so it. yeah I, mean, I can't fault it yeah. it definitely helped me gave me a bit of a foundation so okay so you so you worked at H H&M. and M mm. you studied what did you study at college actually what was um, at doing? college
1: I studied um so for A levels mm. I did IT sociology film studies and music tech
0: how did you get away with that. <laughs>
1: What do you mean how do I get away with it? Like, like you weren't
0: told oh you need to do law or bi- right? like biology, chemistry? Because I
1: didn't really have anybody yeah. to guide me. Okay. Do you get it? There yeah. was like nobody to guide me those times into okay, okay. these are the kind of things. Mm. The only thing that I believe I picked correctly was IT cuz I okay. knew the future was tech. Yeah. I knew that was where things were going to yeah.
0: go. 100%, yeah. You know,
1: so I always like from from you from school I was doing GCSE IT.
0: Okay. Like college I oh, did wow. IT.
1: Uni, I did IT. Wow, did uni. you actually like it though? I didn't. No, oh. <laughs> you didn't, like, you didn't <laughs> like it. when You just I it. didn't have to do it because I knew okay. like the future was the future. Yeah. Was tech, okay. You know? And
0: then okay, so college, you did that mm. straight A's. Mm. What was the college
1: again that you went to? Richmond upon Thames College. Rich. Okay, that was a really good. That's
0: a really good college. <laughs>
1: yeah, I loved it.
0: And you you mentioned something about like uni, like deciding what uni you went through. Can you talk Ooh. us through that? Like, what what was the thinking yeah. behind that?
1: Um, so I ended up going to Brunel university Mm. and Brunel since then has just churned out a number of like amazing creatives, which I'm super proud about. Um, but at the time, look, i got three A's at A levels Mm. and Brunel, let's be honest. It was kind of, it's like, it's a, it's not a red brick university, Mm. right? It's not a Russell league university. It's not an Oxbridge and coming out of college with three A's, I just wasn't, there was nobody to advise me, oh Lorraine, yeah. you can go to like a Red Brick University or a Russell League University or yeah. Oxbridge. There was nobody to tell me that. Mm. And because of the color of my skin, because I just didn't have the self-confidence, yeah. I didn't even apply to those really? universities. Okay. Because I didn't even know it was accessible to me. Yeah. You know? And and those times, three A's were to top. I think now, now it's A star, right? Yeah. But those times, it's, it's A's at the top. So I got those, but... I was also, I went to Richmond and Richmond was a highly sociable college. Yeah. And a lot of them were going to Brunel. So I actually just said, look, I'm going to go Brunel just so Mm. I can still be around people. Yeah. And that was literally my rationale. Okay. But there was a second rationale because Mm. I knew they also did sandwich courses Mm. and I knew to get myself ahead of the game, getting work experience was important. Yeah. So not only did Brunel have like the social element, Mm -hmm. it also had the ability for me to kind of like do a year out and, and do that work alongside.
0: That's so interesting. And I, I was thinking about this as well, right? Because obviously I, I grew up in Campbell, right? And mm, I know okay. that there was a lot of distractions in the mm. area. Even when I was studying, there was a lot of police sirens, bottles mm-hmm. breaking, all this craziness, right? How did you focus living? In, were you still living in Tulsa Hill around this time?
1: Um, I moved to college. like, okay. So I moved on campus okay, at you uni. Moved? Yeah. Okay. So, but um, before
0: that, how did you focus? Because you got three, three A's, which is yeah, exceptional. Yeah, but I
1: think it was like my upbringing, yeah. right? I... Yeah, you. Would, I mean, as a child, you will sneak out and, you are like, <laughs> you know, you go and do all those things and yeah. you, before, you just come back before your mom yeah. comes back, gets back in, right? Yeah. But yeah, there were distractions. Mm. I grew up in an area where all the, well, half the guys were in prison or mm. like going to prison and half the girls were, mm. you know, like I'll leave the rest of the imagination, but mm. there was just a lot going on, mm. you know, and to break that cycle, um, it took a lot. Okay. Right, and I think that's credit to my mom. yeah. Um, credit to God as well, like just taking us out of that cycle because mm-hmm. my sister did well, my brother did well, yeah, you know. So,
0: and that's not by accident, that's, that's, not that's by, by accident. design, that's you know it. Mean, yeah. you what I mean,
1: Cause we yeah, yeah. Man, because we could have easily been swallowed up into that cycle, mm. like easily, because yeah. we're living left and right and across the road from somebody that's getting shot or police like yeah. knocking down doors or whatever it may be, like you're sending Campbell yeah, you know. So
0: yeah, wow, wow. That's cool. That's cool. I'm I'm glad it worked out and so
2: am I. <laughs> <laughs> so am
0: I. <laughs> Would you ever go back to Tolls Hill? Let's... I mean, just you walk there. I mean no, it's but probably a little gentrified bit different. Right? Now. Yeah, it's just like, yeah it's different. Tolls Hill
1: is like on the doorstep to Brixton. Yeah. So if you can't afford Brixton, you're you just move you're edging into Tulse Hill. <laughs> because Brixton, I was priced out of Brixton very yeah. early on. I could yeah. have gone into Brixton. I yeah. should have gone into Brixton. Yeah. But it's I... crazy.
0: I mean it's, Brixton's like what is It's is it Tech is it zone two?
1: Zone two, it's but zone I'm two, like right? those times I should have been there. But now,
0: I mean, we didn't think about it like that back it. then we in zones, right? So yeah, it was a ghetto, I suppose. That's That's <laughs> um, okay, so you went to uni, you studied what was Information it? systems. Information systems, yeah. another s- subject you didn't like. Mm. Graduated a first, I believe. What was what was a uni experience like? Oh, like uni how, was, what was amazing. That like you,
1: yeah? <laughs> uni was great. Yeah. Um. So obviously, um, I went because. There was a lot of people I already knew going from college. Um, and But I got involved. I got yeah. heavily involved in everything that's going on campus from ACS, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. So I was the liaison officer for ACS. Yeah. Um, I joined like entrepreneurship society, joined all those societies. Mm. and um, But that's where I started to get my passion for business. Okay, yeah. And when people were in the library, I was selling stuff. Okay. So like I would go to like Costco's and go and buy mm. sweets and snacks and like stand outside the library, literally was shopping <laughs> You're actually trolley. Doing this at uni? Like literally was shopping trolley and I was like selling snacks outside like, yeah. out of the library. And then um I was like selling phone cases and everything like
0: phone cases around campus. Wow. I was like doing it. They didn't you it stop know? you. To be no. fair, there's nobody really on campus anyway. The t- your teachers, they go to the lectures and that's it. and They uh, go home. Yes, nobody's really stopping see you. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you're doing, you're, you're left your own devices. And obviously, because we're an entrepreneurship society, we're trying to show them that, yeah. you know, start business. <laughs> so yes. why not? So you know, only start saying something got the campus, dad. <laughs> so I was doing that. And, um, but studying combined with all the societies that I was doing, mm. um, I also discovered that I had dyslexia. Okay. Um. Just through studying, I was finding, like, why am I struggling, like, to absorb information? Mm. And I got tested, and then they told me I had dyslexia. Okay. But I took that upon myself to just make the most of it, mm-hmm. and then use that to get extra time in exams. Okay. And then, yeah. That, that, helped, that out, helped out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: helped. The way to I be fair, they <laughs> I mean, the fact that you were able to get, like, triple A at college, mm. even with that, without knowing that. I don't know why they don't test for that. Yeah. Like, younger.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know why, but... Yeah. I don't know. And it could also be um, a product of the amount of information that your brain yeah. is trying to absorb and things yeah. like that. It could. I don't know what it yeah. is, but um, <laughs> I just it just helps me. because yeah. When people are getting up from the exams, I'm still sitting there <laughs> writing. <laughs> <I'm mad. laughs> That's
0: crazy. That's crazy. OK. And I think one of your side hustles was actually born at uni. Yeah. Is that correct? Which yeah, one was that?
1: Yeah. University Gospel Choir. OK. Yeah.
0: talk Talk us through that.
1: Yeah, so another society that I was part mm. of on campus was a gospel choir. And okay. I absolutely, look, one of my passion when I was a child, mm. one of my dreams was to become a singer. Okay, like, you, you
0: can sing, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's why uh, uh, being part of a choir works. Yeah. Because when you can't sing, no one's going to hear you. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know fair what enough. I'm saying?
1: So I wanted to be like... In Destiny Child. Yeah. I grew up watching Destiny's okay. Child and everything like that. Yeah. And I grew up watching like the T V talent shows, yeah. seeing Leona Lewis, seeing all those people, Alexandra Burke on TV, and I'm like, yeah. wow, well, I wanna be one of them. Yeah. But I couldn't sing. Okay. So the next best thing was a choir, right? Because I enjoy it, but I still wanna sing. Yeah. And so join my gospel choir at university and I look, I'm a Christian, so mm-hmm. I love gospel music um and i just found it so fascinating that you can be forming these mutual bonds of encouragement and community on campus by singing in a choir i love it and um i was on campus and there was one day one christmas time like i was watching my favorite movie on tv sister act two which i absolutely love that movie like it's a classic yeah and i remember watching it and i remember seeing lauren hill and whoopi goldberg and they took this choir out to do this competition And they end up winning. I was like, wow, there's nothing like this here in the UK. Yeah, no, we definitely, not that. So let's get something like that started where it's like a fuse between a TV talent show meets university choirs Mm -hmm. type competition. And I started it. So from uni,
2: yeah,
1: I started just speaking to other universities, other choirs, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to get involved," and wow. then we just started.
0: So where was this? Where was this talent show being hosted? Was it hosted at your uni? No, we actually or...
1: like the vision that I was given. The mm. vision that was laid on my heart was actually to hold it. The first one we did was ever was mm. held in the West End theatre.
0: Really? Yeah, we wow. went. We just
1: we went straight like wow. to West End theatre, Central London. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. And we're like out People outside of uni allowed to come in, yeah. That's okay. what it was all about. Like, the whole okay. idea of it was yeah.
1: for people from all walks of life mm. to experience the uplifting, okay, like music or gospel music. Wow, that, that really, what it provides that's
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. Is that still going on? Right still now? Going. We're yeah, 10 years in. Oh my yeah, gosh, we're 10 years, ten in. years in, and is it just in the UK now? Or is it anywhere else? We
1: have done it in Ghana. Okay. As well. course, oh,
0: that is So dope. yeah,
1: we've done it in Ghana, which um yeah, their talent is crazy in yeah. Ghana, and yeah, we're looking to expand into other regions, wow. but we just need the support. It's not. Okay. It's not easy. So I'm always yeah. Looking look out. For it's
0: never it is never easy. I feel like to start your own thing without like a huge backing from somebody mm. or people to support. That's I just right. do You know, I think sometimes people don't realize like the power sharing, that's like it. if hundred people share, you yeah. know more than hundred people, if they shared, yeah. that's gonna that's almost it. go viral, right? Yeah. Um, wow, that sounds epic. What's the plan for the next 10 years for it?
1: Yeah, for us now, we wanna make sure it's televised, Okay. right? We wanna work with partners across social media, media platforms or streaming platforms um, and get it out there as much as possible, yeah. take it across the world you know, and have it the same way you've got a Britain's Got Talent, The Voice, whatever. Mm. We want to have it on that kind of level. You know? I was
0: going why? Why haven't you gone on there? Is there just a reason? We, we have. Oh, you have? Yeah, a
1: roundabout way.
0: Okay. What's a roundabout so, way? So,
1: um, four years into running University of Gospel the yeah. Year, or UGCY, what we call it. Yeah. I remember getting a phone call. And that phone call, like, it was a private number. I answered it. And they're like, um, hi, is this Lorraine? I'm like, yeah, it's Lorraine. They're like, oh, this is so-and-so from The X Factor. Mm-hmm. I'm like... X-room. Oh wow! And they're like, yeah, we've been seeing your stuff. And I'm like, where well, you been seeing our stuff? Because it's on YouTube, but like on YouTube, we've only really got like eight views, and mm. most of the time, those views are from me because I'm just watching it back. <laughs> so I'm like, who on earth is watching? Who yeah. else is watching this? And they're like, yeah, we saw your stuff on YouTube. We've been seeing you, you work with choirs and stuff. I was like, yeah. So they were at the time. These times, like Little Mix or um, One Direction, they mm. were on um, X Factor, and they needed like gospel choirs to back them. Right. So they were calling me to try and get some of my singers to come and back their contestants on TV. And right. since then, for the last however many years, every year, mm. we provide backing vocalists for X Factor, Brains Got Talent right. and The Voice. Still to the day. Wow.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. What's that like? What's that experience It's amazing
1: like? because, look,
0: Yeah.
1: remember my dream. My dream yeah. was to become a singer. Yeah. But because I can't sing, mm. giving that opportunity to other people mm. has just satisfied my heart. Yeah. Because... Giving people the opportunity who have the voice mm. and they, they, they wanna have a platform. Yeah. It's just like for me it's just amazing that I can provide the opportunity for other people.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Have you met Simon Cow? Yeah.
1: We went to Simon Cow's house. Did you? Yeah. Wow, what so, was it like? Um, <laughs> what Christmas was this? I think this was like twenty eighteen yeah. Christmas. They were doing that they needed they were doing the T V ad, T mm. V commercial. So they called upon my choir to come to his house and we did a commercial for him yeah with 40 him. million house
0: or sorry was it like a 40 million house was, i don't even know how uh, much it is i'm just guessing I,
1: I, 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 I mean it was in in west london it okay was nice it's area, gonna be expensive so, yeah. yeah
0: mansion yeah. size or just yeah okay yeah. okay okay yeah. i think mean, i can imagine <laughs> how much it would be yeah. a mansion mad yeah. mad you see you know seeing something like that did you feel inspired i i guess yeah.
1: yeah. I mean I was inspired, but there's so much more we can do. Look, yeah. One of my dreams is to meet like J Hart and like work with her and like yeah. other people, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's other things out there that are still inspiring us yeah. to just keep going.
0: Yeah. I love that. Wow, that's crazy. And that's just one of a number of side <laughs> hustles. But before we go to the side hustle, let's let's go back to the career. So well, you, you were doing this at uni, you started uni, then you you graduated. Mm. Um, I can't remember now what was your first, you were doing an internship, right? During yeah. uni. Yeah, so I chose I uni right? because,
1: okay. I chose that uni because I wanted yeah. to do an internship. Yeah. So whilst I was at uni, I did an internship with Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. And then um, typically like a sandwich course would run or sandwich placement would run from like um, June to like June. Mm-hmm. So I finished in June. But I was like, what am I gonna, like, we don't start back at uni till September, yeah. what am I going to do? So I found another job mm. and I found that with Accenture, a yeah. management consultancy company. Yeah. And I did a summer internship with them. And so we were like from July to September, I was mm-hmm. working with them. But they managed to, they got me, um, I managed to get a graduate position with them. Yeah. So when I finished graduating, mm. I had a job with them. Yeah. So, um... But at that time, it got deferred. So um, when I finished, it got deferred. So I ended up doing some other things. I went out to the States. Mm -hmm. I worked in the States for a year.
0: Yeah, Chicago, Chicago, right? Chicago, which I love.
1: Most amazing experience. I loved it. And then came back to the UK, started with Accenture. Did Mm -hmm. that for like about a year. Actually, it was two years officially. Mm -hmm. But one of those years, um, I was actually working with a client that later became my employer. Okay. So I was working for UBS, the Mm -hmm. investment bank. Um And then they were my client as an Accenture consultant. Okay, is and that like, how you got that's into? That's how I got into UBS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So people always ask me how do you get into investment banking. Mm. I'm just like, I worked for a management consultancy company and I mm. got poached, literally. Yeah. You know, because so... you did
0: a good job for exactly for the client. For okay. the client. Cool. And
1: then they were like, why well, don't you come in board and work internally? And mm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it dangled some massive carrot, and I was like, see ya. <laughs> ya. And then hey, s- s- stay there.
0: That's crazy. And when when you got um into, so, so I know you, I remember you saying you started as an analyst, right, mm. in Accenture and then you worked your way up to, what level was it? Dire- in, Accenture? Um,
1: in Accenture, I worked yeah. up to management consultants.
0: Management consultant, right, and then UBS was one of your clients. Were you only just doing like investment banking? No,
1: nah, it was actually more oh. like, so obviously because I've always been, yeah. um, always been in tech. Yeah. So um, it was more like IT, hmm. tech staff, project management, okay. that kind of area. Yeah. So that's what I was doing with Accenture. Mm-hmm. And then ended up doing that with UBS as well. So there was like a large IT transformation project they were doing. And I was on that.
0: Okay, and you did, you smashed it obviously. And they were like, okay, cool. Mm. We want to approach you to UBS. And then you said that you got up to director, right? At Mm. the age of 27. Was that still down the project management route yeah. they were going up yeah wow it was, that's it crazy was. talk me through how that happened how yeah that happen?
1: look so working for UBS I came in so I'd finished Accenture as a management consultant yeah and I came into UBS as an associate director mm-hmm. so you're almost like when he you left you're kind of going up this trajectory right yeah. and then working at UBS there was one time when They'd asked me to go out and work in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to Switzerland. Switzerland. Like, I'm not Wait, going to, that's where, that's, that's yeah, where their head, company, yeah, their right, head office yeah. is in Switzerland. I was cool. like, I'm not going to Switzerland. And they will ask me why, why, in my head, I'm like, ain't nowhere that I'm going to be able to get my hair done in Switzerland. <laughs> that was literally my reason. For that's your only, <laughs> that only reason. only reason, <laughs> you know. But they kept asking me and I'm yeah. glad they kept asking me yeah. because, do you know what? There's something about. Like, you have to be able to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I was there thinking, I'm not going to know the language because they speak German, Swiss German. I'm not going to know anyone, except I'm going by myself. So I said, look, I'm going to try it. So I went out there for two months. That two months turned into almost four years. But that was one of the best times of my career. Why? Yeah. Because I was out of my comfort zone. Mm. And when you're out of your comfort zone, that's when you're kind of forced to actually do more. Mm. Like, you're actually forced to, like, showcase your talents. Forced mm. to, like make those connections and form those connections and mm-hmm. you know demonstrate your abilities and your skills yeah. and that was a time where i was actually promoted to director okay you know right. so i was able to learn the culture mm-hmm. learn like swiss people when you walk into a lift you say hi to the people in the okay. lift okay really when that's, you that's what it is, you know when okay. you when you um you're, you know during the weekends you go to your colleague's house you go skiing with them you play the game
0: really you know
1: and i learned how to play that game okay there's a corporate game to be played yeah right and you go for aperos you go and you know meet different people and network and go mm. for lunch and lunches in switzerland aren't just an hour they're like an hour and a half two hours and there's certain things that you don't do you don't book meeting meetings over people's lunch breaks so i learned all of those kind of mm. like subtle things that you had to be able to do to get by in switzerland yeah and it was there where I believe my manager, my MD at the time, had recognized the talents that, you know, while wow, yeah. this girl was doing stuff. Wow. Because I was just trying to just get myself everywhere and mm. anywhere. And they're like, we want to give you this project, this program. And that was a $50 million project that time. Wow. And I ran it and ran it successfully. And then they promoted me to director.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. $50 million. Were you stressed at the time? Very stressed. Like yeah. That.
1: yeah. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't It wasn't easy yeah it wasn't easy especially because you have your family around etc like yeah times you'll be up at night and four years as well yeah yeah yeah
0: wow that's a sacrifice
1: it was a sacrifice but the sacrifice paid off and sometimes you have to sacrifice
0: yeah that's crazy that's crazy okay so so you got promoted to director how are you feeling at this point in time
1: you know, I felt like I can do anything at yeah. that time. But you don't realize that the ladder just keeps going up and up and up. So, <laughs> it doesn't like, stop. Don't it's stop. like you not working. Like, there's still more to be done. And um, that's actually when I realized that, how am I going to be able to get to the next level? And that's actually when I decided I'm going to take, um, I need to study. I need to go back into to study. So yeah. I actually... Um, Long you got story to direct and you
0: thought, let me go and study. Yeah, because Why? you
1: realize the ladder just keeps going.
0: Well, what's that? What was the next level, actually? Executive director a, and executive an MD. Director. Yeah. So two, two levels away, yeah, you're but only they, 27. Yeah, no?
1: but it felt like they were miles away, okay. you know? And yeah. to accelerate that, I was like, yeah. what can I do? Okay. I, there's some tools in my toolbox that yeah. I haven't used. So there's some yeah. tools in my toolbox that I don't even know about. Yeah. I need to try and get those tools. Yeah. And that meant me going back. And I really, one of my dreams... Right, I told you about how I got the three A's at A levels and mm. then going to Brunel, I then realized that maybe I still, I could have gone to yeah. a top university. So mm-hmm. I still had that in the back of my mind. I was like, in my life, I still want to be able to experience a top university. Yeah. So that was my chance, mm. right? So I thought, let me go and do an MBA. Okay. And wow. um, at the time, I think I just won an award of like bra- black British business awards. Mm-hmm. And I used that to my advantage. Okay. I I I made sure that people in the company saw that. Yeah. And I think one of the MDs picked it up and they were like, Oh, I would like to mentor you. So they mm-hmm. mentored me and I used that as opportunity to get the support to do an MBA. Okay. And they managed to give me um at first when I went for my business I went like applied to Oxford, um oxford was the university i wanted to go to. in fact mm-hmm. i wanted to go to harvard but harvard didn't do any part-time courses right okay so i ended up going to H- oxford mm-hmm. um at oxford at the time we're doing you know in the pretty well in the rankings for executive programs and they didn't they offered an executive mba program mm-hmm. and that's a hundred grand course <sighs> there was no way i was going to pay be able to pay that 100k <sighs> And I'll that's just the course, there. not even the living expenses. Yeah. You have to go and stay there on campus and you have to travel around the world. So were you
0: off work for the whole year? Or nah, you do so this
1: is where the negotiation started. Yeah. I had to negotiate with work, A, the money. Yeah. B the study time. Yeah. And yeah. So I managed to get like a week off every month to okay. go and study at Oxford. So I did that. And then yeah, so the, the mentor helped me like they funded the course yeah. for me and um, from UBS and then went to Oxford study there for two years and one of the best experiences I've ever had
0: I was gonna ask you if it was worth it but you just said it's one of the best yeah, experiences. yeah
1: I mean I applied to one of the reasons why I applied to Oxford was yeah. two of the reasons I told you but yeah. the core reason as a Ghanaian right and mm. I don't know this is the same for Nigerians but mm. as a, as a Ghanaian naturally you're taught naturally you're taught not to ask questions mm-hmm. like you're taught if if your mom says the sky is red, you just <laughs> accept the sky is red. Yeah. You don't t- talk back. You don't mm. answer back. Mm. So naturally, you find that guardians are quite timid and okay. shy. And I was beginning to see that for me as a hindrance. right? I was beginning to see when I was going into the work environment that I wasn't asking questions. Everybody else was asking questions. But what about me? Why? And that was one of my reasons. I wanted to learn how to ask better questions.
2: Okay.
1: And going to Oxford taught me that. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Okay,
0: talk me through this experience at Oxford because I've never been to Oxford, right? Mm. What, what, what describe describe some of your best moments there. Describe some of your most challenging moments there.
1: Most challenging moments was first week going into a class. They're talking about God knows what, and I had no idea what they're talking about. Went back home to went back to the dormitory and cried. I was like, God, why am I here? Because really? I had no idea. Mm. The words were going over my head, I I couldn't fathom the concept. I think they were talking about business operations or something. Something mm. that in like naturally sounds simple but it was overly conceptualized and mm. and a lot of theory. And I, I I believe there was like a debate where they were talking about should society become like the, the difference between a socialist society and capitalist society or whatever okay. it may be. Okay. And it was deep. Yeah. It was very deep. Like there was at Oxford there's like the Oxford Union and they there was like a debate where you had to pick a side and pick whether or not Society derives value from uh, whatever it was. I can't Mm, remember, but it went over my head, and I went back to the dorm and I cried. And I was like, "Literally, why am I? Am I I good enough to be here?" Mm. And at the time, I was one of the youngest in the class because the average age for that executive program was like forty. Wow! And um, because it was an executive MBA program, Mm. and I just was speaking to God, I was like, "Why am I here?" And God just reassured me, "Lorraine, just keep going, Mm. keep going, keep going." Right. So that was one of my challenges, most challenging moments. But, you know, turning, like, the most exciting moments was A, I did a startup, so I managed to mm-hmm. um, work with a couple of other of my classmates to to start a business together. Um, we traveled the world, going to Silicon Valley, seeing Google offices, meeting Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn, wow. like, just going to South Africa, going to China, going to India, like, mm-hmm. we went literally across the world. Wow with this course and it was just incredible meeting like some of the world's most curious minds mm-hmm. and that for me it was the best thing that I took out of Oxford was the ability to just connect to have friends yeah to to just deepen my thinking mm-hmm. and understanding for the world
0: wow that's crazy sounds it sounds epic sounds like you got a lot out of it and you got a lot of growth I'm trying to wonder I'm wondering like how you did this how you worked at ubs and how you Mate, s- decide but hustles but something something, going gave, on?
1: something gave in the end i remember yeah. finishing at oxford yeah. i went back to ubs mm. and my performance review they gave me like a one i was so angry there's i was human a one, fuming. That, a one like there's a scale of like yeah. one to five okay like well five is like exceeded expectations mm. like four was like um expectation or something like mm. ex- exceeded but just above yeah and then i was like met expectations at three and like two is below expectation and then one is just basically failed like every year they just they have to like
0: ones basically didn't work basically right
1: so i was fuming i was fuming i was like so i was so upset mm. i actually like to the point that i took it to hr i was like like how do you expect me to do an executive mba program and do this at work at the same mm. time right but unfortunately, something, I had, to yeah. so I had, something I had to give. Yeah, something had to give, and um, it ended up being my work performance. Yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh, and your side hustles—were you, you, you doing any other side hustles at this point, or was? That... Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: um UGCY was still running. Yeah, that was um, still running. UGCY evolved into a talent agency yeah. where we were supplying talent, music talent to X Factor, Britain's All Talent, The Voice, mm-hmm. and other um, clients as well. But then out of uni, out of Oxford was birthed another side hustle mm. called Voxta, okay. which um sadly no longer is there. Mm-hmm. Um but Balls we raised Voxta is mm. was <laughs> mm-hmm. a um music app okay. that um I built with four other co-founders mm-hmm. from Oxford. Um we had raised a six-figure seed investment. Okay. Um and the app was launched around the same time that um TikTok took over musically and we were trying okay. to do similar... Th- I think it was called Musical.ly those times, I can't remember. Yeah. And we were trying to do similar things, like right. challenges, things like that. And just the competition was just...
0: Was it insane? Yeah. Who, who insane. else was the competition apart from TikTok?
1: Um, TikTok was a main, but there was another one that was launched around that time, that, mm. which is also no longer... Because I think a lot of people just got mm. like sucked out because of TikTok. But mm. another one that Usher was like leading at the time, I can't remember what it's called, but very similar to what we were trying to do as well so at the time it was just that tiktok was blowing up Mm. so it just blew us out of the water and unfortunately we just couldn't sustain it
0: yeah how did you feel about that do you know what? It's
1: the first thing that i've done that has actually failed Mm. like seriously failed Mm. um and it was it was hard because a lot of our my friends had invested okay we raised a lot of money yeah from friends from family and they had put their hard-earned money behind us Mm. and typically in the investment world they typically say stuff like they back the jockeys not the horse Mm. so meaning they're backing you as a person Mm -hmm. as opposed to the idea because ideas can come and go but you as a person you can then help to pivot the idea and things like that and so I felt bad that people had invested in me Mm -hmm. and believed and I'd you know given them all I could possibly give in the company and i just felt disappointed myself and mm. i felt disappointed in our investors like yeah. disappointed for my investors who mm. had really um backed us yeah. um and we put in everything we possibly could yeah. but i think what what i learned from it um was more than i could have ever you know yeah. from from that experience
0: yeah they say that you learn more from your failures than i guess your successes right because mm. you you learn okay this went wrong okay i can do this next time and you know what business is tough that's right <laughs> it's yeah. tough yeah like look at tiktok tiktok is even giving facebook mm. which I we're went. gonna talk about <laughs> soon we don't talk about a problem we don't
1: talk about those people <laughs>
0: yeah they're giving them even a problem they're giving everybody yeah. youtube everybody yeah. a problem youtube introduced shorts yeah uh, instagram is inter- they're yeah. giving everybody so you know even the big guys are oh my god what's this yeah you know new thing so Mm. business is hard it's not it's not it's not easy it's not easy at all okay so so you you started that and then you at some point you got into metal how did that happen like what was happening there was it because of the one that you were like yeah i'm out of here no it was was (laughs) shortly after that so
1: um i was getting bored after some time like, okay yeah. <laughs> bored of being a director i was right? bored because
0: yeah
1: as i said there was still a ladder to take mm. right there's still a ladder and i wasn't progressing up that ladder as fast as i wanted to okay and um there happened to be like some kind of org restructuring and it meant that i was even set back even further from where i wanted to go mm. and that just naturally just helped me to just say look i'm going for i'm going somewhere else and also mm. i felt like i wasn't Doing what I was passionate about.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: And so I came across this job opportunity at Meta, which was around community partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I applied for it. And I'm here at Meta now. Yeah. yeah. What,
0: what is that? What does that job community partnerships entail?
1: Yeah, so I work with a lot of Facebook groups okay. um, who are doing impactful things in their communities. Okay. And I am their partner manager, what's called a strategic partner manager, mm. um, where I'm leading a accelerator program in the uk for yeah. these partners mm-hmm. to help them further their impact mm-hmm. right so to turn the ideas they might have into more impactful ideas
0: okay mad mm. i think i saw So i'm trying to remember you you took a pay cut is that true that you I took a pay, pay cut, cut, cut to come to Meta, but you were also doing your side hustle yeah. to give you more time yeah, is exactly. that true yeah okay
1: yeah i mean look mm. we were talking earlier on about sacrifice mm. right yeah and for me i got to a point where look it was now or never, mm. right? I'm going to try and work on the side hustles and also just yeah. have time for myself. Like yeah. When self-care was just becoming mm. big, I was like, yeah, I want to care for myself, mm. you know? So I took a pay cut. I um, did less hours at UBS. Mm. I became part, a part-timer. I spent mm. more time in Ghana.
2: Wait, you part-timer um, at Meta?
1: At, not now. Okay. You, but you that know. was my time at UBS. Okay. To at UBS, I was part time. Okay. And um, I evolved, I moved into a part time role. Wow. Um, and that just gave me more time to work on mm. other things, and mm. also just find myself, mm. right? Know who am I? Yeah. What is it that I actually want to achieve?
2: Mm.
1: What do I what what impact do I want to leave on this world?
2: Mm.
1: And I think it, it it you know because I was just going and going and going, I didn't mm. have that time to sit back and think. Mm. I think having that time to sit back and think helped me to then carve out. Where I am today.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. Right. Like I was just thinking about it. Like you, you're so go, you were so go. You went 27 direct. Boom. Mm. Right. It feels almost like you're okay with slowing down a little bit. Now I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, in my twenties, it Mm. was go, 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 go. Do everything. But now my thirties, like it's now I'm honing into some of those things Mm. and honing into what is it? I've taken my time and I mean, it could be the other way around. Some people be like, take your time, take your time in 20s. (laughs) And now it's like, you know, Yeah. but I've done it the other way around. I worked hard in my 20s, like very hard. And now I'm doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do what 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 I feel is my passion. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at right yeah.
0: now so in ghana you've got the nail salon you've got the
1: agritech startup agri-tech. Yeah. That,
0: this is people investing yeah so it's called mm. Gro- it's a company yeah. called grow for me yeah
1: and grow for me what they do essentially we work mm. with smallholder farmers across mm-hmm. ghana and we allow for anybody like mainly mm. a lot of people in the diaspora mm. that maybe don't know how to get involved in farming and we yeah. basically do it for you okay so you might have some money mm. and you, you don't know how to get involved in farming but you want to we will put it's a crowdfunding opportunity mm. for you to invest into farmers who okay. will then grow on your behalf and at the end of it we will then trade those commodities mm. and then generate a return mm. um for you and that's 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 how it works Wow!
0: and then you're also obviously you're at the talent agency and then you're doing your own real estate as well property as well yeah so some, i'm an agent for
1: two companies in ghana yeah. one's called white wall properties mm-hmm. Um, And another one's called Mocha Living. And Mocha Living basically do real estate construction Mm. um, projects for people that want to do real estate Mm. developments or um, renovations.
0: How do you have the time (laughs) to
1: do this? Yeah. Sleep Uh, is... is. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) you're like my friend.
0: I I interviewed my friend like a couple, um, about a month ago, right, Mm. and... I was asking how many hours you sleep. I think it's a few hours. So well, how many hours do do you, you know what? sleep?
1: You To be to be honest, I actually yeah. love sleep. Anywhere, I know do you, me, do you knows actually love, I sleep? love sleep? Okay. Like wow, I'm, the, I'm that friend that I'm this. that friend that you know when you go to a restaurant yeah. and you finish eating, I'm the one yeah. that's just like like dozing <laughs> off. That's me. Like anywhere I get, I can doze off. Like yeah. I'm, I'm thankful to God that I've got that 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 gift of sleep. So you could just <laughs> sleep anywhere. anywhere. So yeah, in between places. Like, nah, but, um, uh, I try and maximize my hours outside mm. of work. Okay. So I try and maximize like that five to nine, that five yeah. to nine in the morning mm. and that five to nine in the evening. Okay. Right. Those are the times I try and maximize because yeah. adding those together is basically a whole nother day.
0: That's true. You know, that's very true. so yeah. I try
1: and maximize that and use that for my side hustles. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I use to try and execute.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's tough. Mm. <laughs> that is yeah. tough. Yeah. Do you, I, I, I was talking with someone about this. Do you like, do you feel like at some point, do you feel like this is what you'll keep on doing or do you feel like you'll drop something? Do you feel like you'll get in there or do you think you'll pick something more back up?
1: I'm I'm naturally the kind of person that I like to get involved in different things. Yeah. So if I see something I'm interested in, I go for it. Okay. So I can't sit here and tell you that I ain't going to pick up something else because okay. I can see something and we were be like, wow, I want to work on that. Really? You know? Like or maybe I see opportunity i'm la- I'm the kind of person, I'm an ideas person,, yeah. and I like to see opportunities yeah. and, and and try and go for it yeah um so I do think there will be value in me streamlining things eventually, mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. um but who's who's to say that there could be something else that comes up that I'm just interested in and just wanna pursue. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm like that as well, but mm. I think I, I've just restrained myself now. Otherwise I'll do anything. Yeah. I'm interested in too many things. But then right? what
1: I've learned to do now yeah. is I'm at the point where now if it's not gonna bring me any value or yeah. monetary return, then mm. I'm not gonna do it. You're just it. not gonna yeah. do yeah. it, okay. And, but it's it's impact, value and monetary return. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I'm just gonna see if it's gonna work, mm. no. You just don't do yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Okay, mad, mad. Do do you do you still have time for fun in all this? <laughs> serious question Serious yeah, question. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah your, your fun is travelling though. I enjoy travelling.
1: Yeah, um, I enjoy sleep. <laughs> I have. Somebody a, will say that you right, don't on this. If right, they're listening to this, I have a guilty pleasure. I watch EastEnders. EastEnders, like, is your very, thing. Yeah, is that yeah. even still going? It's still. Everybody asks me that. Is it still going? Yes, it is. And okay. Janine <laughs> just fell down some stairs, and she's gonna lose a baby. And like Alfie's <laughs> back in East End. Nah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think I but, only watch um,
0: EastEnders during Christmas. That's the only time I watch <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Nah. Yeah. But um, fun. I mean, look, catching up with friends, socializing. Yeah. Ghana is a place to have fun as yeah. well. So yeah, when I'm in London, it's just a time to reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. And go for dinners, lunches, yeah. meetups, et cetera.
0: Cool. And how, how is the Ghana thing happening with, with you? Is the meta role, is that like? Mm,
1: good question.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know it's, a lot of people want to do the Yeah. Two. yeah.
1: It's, it's more challenging now. I'll yeah. be very honest with you. Okay. Why it's more that? challenging because meta, my role, even though my, my role is hybrid, mm. um, my partners are UK based. Okay. So I have to wow. be like the partners, my job is mm. UK based job, okay. you know, um, but who knows who knows what can happen in the future right yeah. um but the good thing is that they do have a you know part of their yeah. um their policies are that we're allowed to work you know in another country for a period of time, so yeah. I've got the opportunity to do that as well
0: okay, cool, that sounds good. I mean Met is a worldwide company, so I can imagine they'll support you on what what you need mm-hmm. to do um what would you say has been your biggest challenges with in terms of like mm. you know managing the side hustles and 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 your career?
1: I mean, one of the biggest challenges is like, look, when you're unable to become full-time on something, you know, the time, it becomes like a time value of money. So
2: mm.
1: I believe that happened with my Voxstar, so the the app, um, mm. you're going to speak to loads of them. You speak to investors and investors are asking you full-time, mm. Do you? I, and we're not full-time because mm. we're doing our jobs and we're yeah. doing side hustles. So one of the biggest challenges are the things I want to push further, I can't push it further because the very nature of me having other side hustles, mm-hmm. right? So it's a sacrifice me doing different side hustles because it means that somebody might look at me and say, she's not full-time on that thing, mm. right? And they wouldn't invest. And that is literally the reality of some things. Yeah. And that's a huge challenge. Second challenge could be, you know, because I've got things going up in Ghana, mm. can I trust, you know, the people that are running my yeah. businesses in Ghana? Yeah. Think, you know, so... There's a whole lot of challenges, but that's where I need to now make sure that I put in the right governance and structures to make sure those things are operating irrespective of where I am. How do you do that in
0: Ghana? Because I need to learn this for Nigeria, to be honest, like I'm being honest with you. It's it's tough. You need to.
1: um, So I have a partner um, in Ghana who Mm. um, she's locally based. Okay. So making sure that, you know, there's somebody on the ground all the time. Okay um making sure you put in the right system so there's accountability mm-hmm. so if money needs to go somewhere you can track and trace who's the one that put that into that place or, okay you know and just having the right systems in place
0: yeah wow 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 that's good you mm-hmm. thought of everything
1: <laughs> we're still you know i'm not there yeah. yet by yeah. any means yeah i'm not anywhere close to yeah. where i want to be right now
0: where do you want to be with it we
1: spoke about this no, that, but
0: that's my goal that's my goal what's your goal
1: god knows my goal god, god knows I want to be well, writing okay. I want to be writing you, checks freely you don't want to
0: you don't want to manifest it
1: I want to be writing checks freely like that with plenty zeros and then not getting bounced okay that's where i
0: to getting fair enough fair enough I wish you luck I think I think I think definitely I can see that you 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 know, your mindset is in the right place. And I think it's just one of those things where it's just patience. I think mm. a lot of these things take time, right? right? You just need time to, um for it to mature. And I think Ghana is still a growing economy. Absolutely. I feel like there's, yeah. there's huge growth potential. There what is- would you say some of like, like the areas that you feel like you see growing the most. I know like a lot of people are looking at real estate. Like one of my friends got him showing me like a really nice area mm. in real estate. Is that the main thing that's happening? I think there's a there few or... things
1: right now. So it's a great question. I think real estate definitely is one. Yeah. Um the challenge right now is a decline in city rate. So if you're okay. investing a foreign investor is going to have a field day. Absolutely. Mm. But when you're looking at your return, you need to consider that. So if you're okay. doing it for investment purposes and you're looking at okay, what your yields may be, maybe mm. because someone's coming to rent, unless you're charging in a major f- foreign currency mm-hmm. and you're charging in the local currency, then you're going to get burnt because really? the city is currently declining. Okay. Um. So, and technically, by law, you're not actually meant to charge in a foreign currency other than the city. Okay. But there are people that are charging in dollars, right, mm. to try and maintain the value of their investment. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's actually against the law in Ghana. But hey, um. So mm. real <laughs> estate is one of them. Um. Another one is, um. There was a lot going on in the agriculture space mm-hmm. during COVID when you know a lot of economies. Um, GDPs were declining, when Uh you look at Ghana, whose GDP was also on the decline, the proportion of agriculture in which it took up Uh in the GDP was actually growing. Uh So GDP, the the agriculture area is booming. It's considered the green gold. So it's definitely an area that people should get involved in, Uh in in Ghana, um, if they are considering going there. Um and there's a lot of different things. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot of different things that are going yeah. on there. Okay.
0: Yeah. I've got a question for you actually. What 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 are you worried about the most in life right now? <laughs> Have you thought about that or are you just too busy? That's
1: a random question. It is a random wow. question. I'm a Christian and the yeah. Bible says do not be <laughs> anxious for anything. <laughs> um in in my daily worries are just being able to make an impact mm-hmm. and be able to derive the value that i feel i deserve like Mm -hmm. to be recognized for delivering a certain level of value okay and also just being able to achieve faster growth with a lot of things i'm doing yeah okay
0: yeah no i i know the reason why i asked that i mean for me it's i think that's we're we're always worrying about the next thing we're never sometimes satisfied with what we've done yeah we're always wired especially when you're a driven person yeah. i've realized that i'm like wait hold on why am i not just enjoying what i've yeah. done i'm always thinking what's next what's next yeah. what's next okay let me worry that's about me that naturally. have i done that have i done that yeah that's right. me naturally even yeah. at
1: work when i start I, i'm i'm new at meta yeah i'm thinking like how am i gonna get to the next day like that's literally really because i'm always thinking yeah. well, what's the next thing what's the next thing yeah. how, get it, get how am i gonna get there how who do i need to speak to how do I need, like that's me naturally i can't yeah. help it yeah you know so it's a drive right yeah you, right
0: just to get to the next step mm. but i guess it's important for you to
1: everybody should have a drive it. right but
0: yeah.
1: i think we need to get to a point look we live in a society right now where it's a micro society everybody wants everything instantaneously mm-hmm. right and none of us and i think you said something earlier right? mm. it's just about being patient mm. and i think i've learned that i need to be patient
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of people are seeing people right now and they feel like people getting things overnight there are there are people getting overnight success but mm-hmm. majority of people it takes time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And I think I'm coming to terms with the fact, fact that everything I'm getting right now is just a build up mm-hmm. to that success, you know?
0: Yeah. But you've achieved a lot, though. Like, Not crazy, man.
1: What do you mean? You got an MBE?
0: Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. You got MBE as well. Like, are you serious?
1: <laughs> like... You know what? When I yeah. look at my life, I remember speaking to someone about this. <laughs> I think of my life on a spectrum, yeah. right? Like, zero to 10. Yeah. Imagine zero to 10. Yeah. And there was times when I weren't sharing my story and I weren't sharing like, Mm -hmm. because I felt like I'm not there yet. Let's Mm -hmm. say 10 Mm -hmm. was where there is. Yeah. Right. I still feel like I'm on one and two. Yeah. You know, and people are like, no, Lorraine, even at that one and two, your one and two is somebody's 10. Yeah. You know? So share. And that's when I started like, you know, sharing my story. Mm -hmm. But still, I feel like there's a long way to go.
0: But then that's the peak. That's the, that's the end. Right
1: is there an end <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe not no because you have a legacy right but the yeah. 10 the 10 okay let's say beyond 10 11 12 and the right, 10 moves that is the 10 moves exactly it keeps moving. yeah it's never a 10 yeah it's just 100 or yeah. one thousand or moving. million or whatever so yeah. yeah i think i mean you've done a lot you've done a lot you've achieved a lot so you should be very very proud of your successes for sure um i think it's 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 nice refreshing as well to always want to be the best is that Ronaldo right now like what's happening mm. with him right he he can't accept where he's at he, can't, the, he can't accept he's here he used to be there but he's he here can't. i mean he's yeah. now
1: um the first player yeah. to score in five world cups and i was calculating i was like world cups are like four years apart yeah i'm like how did you when did you start to like be able to like
0: He's that driven. He's super, super driven. And it's always nice to you know, obviously, see people like that. But you also got to enjoy.
1: But I'm not Ronaldo. I need, <laughs> no, no you're I, not Ronaldo. I need, yeah. I need Ronaldo money. <laughs> yeah.
0: Soon, soon, soon. Hey, it will come, man, it'll man, come. Man. It'll come. Okay, so you um, so you got MBE. What was the, what was the MBE for?
1: So I got MBE for yeah. University Gospel Quite of the Year. for okay. The work we've been doing in the community, working yeah. with young people. Um so it was just a testament to the the long service that we've done, the thousands of students that have come through our doors, the, you know, hundreds of lives that we've impacted, thousands of lives that we've impacted. Right. And just to be recognized for that was just yeah. amazing for me.
0: Talk me through the call. How, how did it happen? Was it a call? Was it text? Was it? A, it was a letter. A letter. Okay. A letter. Yeah. Okay. A letter. A letter. yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: But um, look, it wasn't, I was happy. Okay. But Mm -hmm. this could sound controversial, but I deserve this. Okay, cool. You know, because, and the the thing about this is there's there's some people in my community. When I talk Mm -hmm. about my community, I'm talking about the Ghanaian community that I've seen go ahead of me. And because they have been a representation for me and they look like me, naturally I feel like, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a point where you're doing similar things and you are showing, because the MBE. CBEs, knighthoods, all of that mm-hmm. are recognizing people that have done things over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And so when you believe uh, you've done impact over a long period of time, then why should you not deserve to yeah. be that to be recognized, yeah. right? So at one point I was like, yeah, I'm grateful to God, I'm humbled, I'm privileged, but I also deserve this.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Fair enough, yeah. 10 years deep, of That's course. It. Of course you deserve yeah. it. Love that. Love that. Okay, there you go. You patted yourself on the back <laughs> for <ones. laughs> Um wow. That's 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 so crazy. Um, what would you say has been your biggest success? MBE, the MBE, the the yeah. to be recognised. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's been my 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 peak. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. what so so obviously you met the Queen, right? I'm I met the in. Queen
1: not through the MBE. Okay. I met the the late Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah. Um, back in I think 2019, okay, or 18, mm. they were recognising people in the community that were. I think they just invited us to Buckingham Palace, and okay. I was one of them picked okay um and i went and i met the queen and the now king and the wife was was the wife called the queen now or what's she
0: called i I guess so yeah yeah her
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and um for my mbe i was presented i was decorated with an mbe by uh, princess anne
0: oh wow that's nice what was it like meeting them
1: yeah, I mean, my mum was more excited than I was, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the palace, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like it was at yeah, yeah, yeah. Windsor Castle, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was an experience. It's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. experience. Yeah. So wow, wow. It's,
0: it's you crazy. never know, you might get a CVE, Amen so then it might not be Amen a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. might be a 2nd in a experience. Amen that is that. crazy. I was wondering if we could give some tips to people about starting side hustles, because mm. obviously in this environment, um, you know, mm having one source of income yeah. in this environment yeah. may, it's a bit dangerous, let's say, you know, obviously you're battling cost of living crisis, inflation, et cetera. And I know a lot of people want to make an additional income. So do you have like any sort of, I guess, quick grab side hustle that people could yeah, sort I of think, look at and they could start today?
1: I think nowadays it's all about working smarter, not mm. harder, right? So looking at things that maybe somebody else has built, and you take in using your network to take it to the next level. So especially for those people, I've spoken a lot about Ghana, right? Those people that maybe um, you don't want to start up a full business in Ghana, but yeah. maybe you've seen an amazing product in Ghana. Yeah. Maybe it's a food product. Maybe it's an electronic business, whatever it may be. Reach out to them and say, can you be an agent or distributor for them? Right? It means that you don't have to do the product's work, but you can do the distribution work. Yeah. Right. And it means your startup costs aren't as high as it would have been to come up with a product. I've done that myself. Yeah. Right. You can just start doing that and you then package yourself up as an agent or distributor. And it's just a quick win. Yeah. You know, secondly, nowadays, especially because com- I'm working at Meta, I'm seeing a big boom in areas of community management,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's physical, whether it's online. It's a huge area right now. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's a huge area. So communities are a big thing. Whatever you do, maybe you've got a community at home because you're, a, you're part of a parent society, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Or just manage that community, but try and monetize from it somehow, mm-hmm. right? There are now Facebook groups that are able to monetize yeah. because they've got a large community of people mm-hmm. and brands need to attract those people. So just man building a community of people that have shared interests, Yeah it's an easy win and it's a quick mm. win yeah. and of course you've got creators you've got a number you know there's a number of different side hustles that people can get involved in whether yeah. it's investments whether it's crypto whether it's voiceover artists yeah becoming a freelancer yeah. on fiverr there's so many different things
0: there's lots there's lots to definitely get involved in um i think i was speaking to yeah i was speaking to somebody on the podcast a few weeks ago we were talking about um, video editors for podcasts. Mm. I've been reached out by so many people oh, wanting real. to, yeah, to offer, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they see it's, it on TikTok and, yeah. yeah, can we can we do it for you? Da, da, da. So many. Do you see? It's and crazy. people are
1: like, and there's other things. People might have some spare space in their house and yeah. just do a podcast studio, right? Yeah. So there's so many different things nowadays that people can get involved in.
0: Yeah, there's almost no excuses <laughs> to be able there to. Is. There, isn't. there isn't. You know, it's yeah, it's crazy. Now it's been so good, good uh, speaking to you. What What do you have planned next for yourself?
1: Yeah, so um, 2023. Um, there's a few things coming out myself, and um, you must know the e-man from the e-man yep, effect yeah uh, myself and him are going to be collaborating on a side hustle boot camp okay oh wow So uh, those cool. people that want to just find out more about mm-hmm. how they can run side hustle successfully it's alongside their full-time job mm-hmm. we're going to be running a program okay. so people can get in touch with us to sign up and then yeah we'll be leading you do you want to
0: give the uh, details are
1: yet? not out yet okay, but they can follow yet. myself yeah. on social media okay. on ig at lorraine I, at lorraine h right yeah or the e-man effect and the moment that information comes out, you'll see it.
0: Cool. And uh so your socials, Instagram, are you on Twitter as well?
1: Everything is Lorraine H right. Yeah, Even TikTok. TikTok as well. Even okay, TikTok. You're on TikTok okay, all you're
0: On everything. That's epic. That's epic. That sounds cool. I mm. think that's gonna be very, very useful next year, especially yeah. for a lot of people. As we mentioned, a lot of people are looking to get into side hustles. Maybe by the time this episode is coming out in about three weeks. So maybe by that time if you've got the details, we'll put we'll put it in the uh, uh the description. Cool. That's great. Do you have any final words for the listeners?
1: I think you're right. Like we're living in the cost of living crisis right now. Um, One of my biggest tips for anybody right now is just never use your age as an excuse. Just get started now. I remember saying when I met Reid Hoffman, one of the things that he said is, and Reid Hoffman is one of the co-founders of LinkedIn. He said, if you're not embarrassed by your first version, you've launched too late. Mm -hmm. And so it hit me because it just was like, if you want to start something, just start now. Don't worry about who's watching yeah. you. Don't worry about how perfect it is. Authenticity is best. Get it out, make those mistakes and learn from it and move on.
0: Love that. Love that. Epic, epic. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The rain here. Um, yeah, no, it's been great hearing your story. Uh, very, very inspiring. I think you should. I- I'm hoping this was inspiring for you to hear, <laughs> listen back. Uh, from where you actually came from um it's been good it's been Mm. you know full of challenges it seems like you've traveled the world you've done all sorts of things I think what really sticks out to me is like what you said you you just gave it a go you just gave it a go you weren't scared to to go out there and try new things or, or sacrifice and I think that's helped you to to grow a lot and yeah we might see you in the billionaire list if, Amen. You, and if you are then yeah comment on the podcast <laughs> for sure right um listeners i hope that you've enjoyed this episode or the of experience uh yeah we'll, we'll see you next week